morning. Welcome to Score Values on 670 The Score. I'm Adam Staczynski. Coming up on this week's episode, we speak with Marillac St. Vincent Family Services about a campaign they have to help raise funds during Giving Tuesday. Plus, a couple of Score hosts react to Celtics guard Jalen Brown tweeting a message of support for representatives of a black Hebrew Israelite group called Israel United in Christ. And we are joined now on Score Values by Bob Jones. He is the Director of Annual Engagement and Philanthropy at Marillac St. Vincent Family Services. We're going to be talking about Giving Tuesday, which is this coming Tuesday, of course. So first and foremost, Bob, thank you so much for being on this morning. No, I wish you, uh, hope you had a very happy Thanksgiving, and thank you for this opportunity. Of course. So we've talked about Marillac St. Vincent several times on score values, but for anyone that might have missed it or 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 just doesn't know what Marillac St. Vincent is, can you just give us a, a little brief overhead of, of what the organization is? And I know there's so many different programs you guys do, but just a, a brief overhead about what, what Marillac St. Vincent is. No, thanks for, for asking about that. Cause, yeah, it's definitely important. So we are a uh, social service organization, and we serve several Chicago areas, uh, upwards of um, in the Lincoln Park area and also in the East Garfield Park. And uh, we actually are what we would consider a multi-generational organization with services from uh, young, uh, young women, uh, pregnant women who uh, need some help and guidance, uh, all the way into early childhood education, uh, toddler, pre-K. Uh, we also have senior programs. And one of the things that we're really excited to talk about today is the two food pantries we have, one at each location as well. And so that does lead lead me into now the, the, our main topic today, and it's about your Giving Tuesday initiative. And so I know that Giving Tuesday has become more and more popular over the last decade or so. So right. I, I guess I guess the first thing I want to ask you is is when we talk about Giving Tuesday, what what would you describe it describe Giving Tuesday as? I would describe it in general as a social phenomena that has, like you said, has become extremely popular over the past decade. And it's an opportunity for so many people to, to help out so many different organizations around the country. And one of the things that we're really excited about with our Giving Tuesday is we have a very generous donor who has offered us a $10,000 match. So anybody who's donating to Giving Tuesday for Marillac St. Vincent's Family Services, their gift will be double dollar for dollar. So we're really excited about that. Do you have a goal for how much you hope to raise through Giving Tuesday? Uh, yeah, thank you. So our goal is an odd number. It's uh, for the uh, the other money coming in, it's $10,800. And we're doing that for the 108 because Marillac St. Vincent Family Services uh, this month is celebrating 108 years in the community, if you can believe oh, that. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's great. I didn't realize that. So yeah. when we talk about where these, these this specific fundraising effort will go, is this just going to generally support Marillac St. Vincent, or is it going specifically to your food pantries, or, or how is that going to work? No, this is going to the food pantries, and we're dedicating um, the, the resources and funding to go to the food pantries because uh, we've seen such a dramatic increase. And this has been in part due to the pandemic and post-pandemic 
we've all experienced a, a significant increase in grocery prices mm. um, in the areas that we serve, especially in East Garfield Park. It's really difficult to find healthy, nutritional food options. I mean, we've all heard of food deserts, and it, it's getting worse. So having the opportunity to um, help people in the community, um, it, it definitely adds value. So the funding will be going to support the, uh, the two food pantries that we do have. Yeah, and it was noted as as I was as I saw as I was getting ready for for our discussion. Is Ian? We're talking with with Bob Jones. He is the director of annual engagement and philanthropy at Marillac St. Vincent Family Services. And, and I saw that there's been a you guys have seen a 22 percent rise in demand for for food assistance, and then you're seeing. 250 new families each month that just seems incredible and i think really emphasizes how how desperate some situations are getting for people yeah and let me reiterate that 22 percent increase is an increase every month so it's it's yeah it's when you start thinking about that it, it's going to be an extra 250 people i would say by the beginning of the new year. And that it's not going to stop. It's going to be increasing. Mm. Um, and the, the thing is that we're really, it, it's a, I actually volunteered at the food pantry. This is how I got started with the organization. Mm-hmm. And it really hit me. It, it hit home to me because I, I saw, and I got to meet the people and they're great people. And one of the, one of the, uh, the, uh, the parts that I like is that when they come to the food pantry, we're giving them the opportunity to pretty much go shopping. It's not like we're standing there going, here, take this, here, take this. They have the option to actually walk around, and it's with a sense of dignity. They can take and pick what they want. And we actually, because we have refrigeration units, we are always offering items that many places can't. So we have uh, fresh milk, we have eggs, we have uh, different dairy products that they typically can't get at most other food pantries. And we're just really feeling blessed that we have the opportunity to help out with that aspect. But again, it's the idea of them shopping and, and, mm-hmm. and put the smile on their face that they can actually pick what they want. And it's, 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 it's really, uh, it's really special this time of year. That's great that, that I'm glad that you mentioned that too, that it's not, it's seemingly not just non-perishable items because that seems like usually what food, in my experience with food pantries and, and I just happened to have the the church I went to growing up happened to also house the food pantry for the county that I lived in back home but we could right, only right. take we could only take um, non-perishable items and so that's great right. to hear that you guys are kind of it's really just a, almost like a full grocery store yeah exactly and one of the things that uh tremaine martin uh who's my partner in crime she's the director of outreach over there we actually decided to put some numbers together and compared last year to this year and we had about maybe six seven items plus some basic hygiene um uh hygiene items that we do offer to our our folks and with that from that from last year to this year it was a 15 dollar increase so Mm. If you can imagine how tight budgets are for everybody, and when, when we offer people this opportunity, they can then use that, let's just say, $15 to help cover part of the rent. It might pay for part of their, their, uh, their bills. But more importantly, this time of year, it might be able to buy a present for a family member and, and put a smile on someone else's face. So it truly has a ripple effect on what we do when we offer people the opportunity to get some food and hygiene items 
and then they can then use the money that they're saving to do something better with their lives. So before we go any further here, Bob, I want to make sure uh, we, we, we offer up where people can donate for Marillac St. Vincent's Giving Tuesday initiative. So how can people donate? Sure. So the easiest thing because of our website um, is to go to our main site and just click on the donate button. And then in the comments, you can put in Giving Tuesday. But frankly, if anybody donates in this time frame, we can easily make sure it goes to the right spot. But the website is, and I'll say it, then I'll spell it out, MarillacStVincent.org. And that is spelled M-A-R-I-L-L-A-C, the letters S-T-V-I-N-C-E-N-T.org. So it's org, but it's ST, not the whole word. And I, I guess I also want to make sure that we, we emphasize and ask and, and say here that in addition to donating monetarily, I imagine that you also take donations to the food pantry itself. So we have to, yes, we do. Uh, we do have to be careful because uh, depending on what people want to donate, we can take canned goods. We have a great partnership with the Greater Chicago Food Depository, and they supply us with um, so much, so much food that right now mm. um, we are looking for funding. And in addition, for the, besides the food pantry, this is going to help offset some of the other offerings that the outreach, outreach program does. Because in addition to the food pantries, we have different classes uh, about financial help, uh, digital literacy, um, you name it. We, we have that for our clients. But right now, it's like the money is going to be going to offset the cost of, um, associated with running the food pantry itself. That's great. So I, I'm also curious if, if people want to get involved volunteering with Marillac St. Vincent. You mentioned you yourself started as a volunteer. So how can people get involved if they want to, if they want to help the organization? Well, thank you. That's a great question. So on the website itself, again, org, there are options in addition to donate that you can click on volunteer and fill out the form and tell us a little bit about yourself. And then uh, wherever the opportunities fall, we, we can contact and then place the volunteers, um, hopefully where they want to be assisting us. Great. So I also want to make sure before we start to wrap up here, we mention again where, so if anyone is listening to this and is believes that they might need to access the food pantries, where again are, are these locations at? Sure. So the one location at, um, um, in Lincoln park, that's at the corner of Webster and, um, Halstead. And it's 2145 okay. Halstead. And the East Garfield Park location is at 2859 West Jackson Boulevard. And they are open at different times during the week. So um, it would. It, it, all I could say is make sure that uh, they're there to see what time to go to the website to see what times we are open. Uh, I know the one I volunteered at, it's uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays on Webster and Halstead. Great. So thank you for for making sure we had that clarified. And so I guess the last thing I want to ask here, Bob, is if there's anything else that you want to mention uh, that any other initiatives that Marillac St. Vincent has going on, anything that's on your radar. I know, again, as we've mentioned, that 
there's so many different programs that you guys have, but is, is there anything that you wanted to emphasize while, while you're here? Well, I think it's, uh, frankly, talking about the outreach services and the fact that when, uh, when somebody comes to us and, and comes in the door for help at the food, uh, the food pantry, it's almost like they're opening a door to a lot of different opportunities that, um, that we can help them with just to, to empower them even more than we hope they're already empowered to, to, for themselves to do better with their lives. And whether it's going to some of the programs we have, learning that we do have uh, programs for young mothers who need help, um, whether it's uh, we also have the early childhood education um, and also youth services. There's just so much to offer that I think that as, as people start looking into what Marillac St. Vincent Family Services is about, they'll see that it literally goes from birth until seniors. We just want people to know that we're there for them. We're there to help them and to see how we can change their lives for the better. All right, Bob, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you for your help and uh, happy holidays to you. Thanks, you too. And that was Bob Jones, Director of Annual Engagement and Philanthropy at Marillac St. Vincent Family Services. And once again, if you want to donate to their Giving Tuesday campaign, you can go to MarillacStVincent.org. This is Score Values on 670 The Score. Up next, Dan Bernstein and Lawrence Holmes on their show, The Bernstein and Holmes Show, discussed this last week. Celtics guard Jalen Brown tweeting a message of support for representatives of the Black Hebrew Israelites group, Israel United in Christ, which showed up to back Nets guard Kyrie Irving in his return from suspension. Dan and Lawrence also listened to Brown try to explain the tweet in a clunky fashion. I just sort of wanted to hear the word, I apologize, or in your mind, you said I didn't mean to cause any harm. Were you apologizing, or you not apologizing? I didn't mean to cause any harm. I'm not the one that made the documentary. You are the person who is promoting it, and now you can see what that action has wrought. Still doesn't get it. Still, still doesn't seem to understand it. And then last night, there was a group of the of protesters slash Kyrie Irving supporters who were outside of Barclays Center, who were part of the Black Israelite movement. And you, you don't have to go far to do your research, whether it is via the Anti-Defamation League's website or via the SPLC, the Southern Poverty Law Center that tracks hate groups, to know what you're dealing with here. Last night, Jalen Brown retweeted a video of them outside Barclays Center and just that just said energy. And then shortly thereafter, about four hours later, when faced with criticism for the retweet, Jalen Brown said, I was not aware of what specific group that was outside of Barclays Center tonight. I was celebrating the unification of our people welcoming the return of Kyrie to the court. First glance, I thought it was a known fraternity, the Omega Sci-Fi's showing support. So that's what he said. He thought it was the Q's. Okay. Well, then today at Shoot Around, he was asked about it, and he further clarified. I didn't have my, my reading glasses on. I didn't know uh, who that group was. But um, my instincts when I first saw that video is that I come from a community torn every day by systemic 
uh, representation of um, systemic representations and imageries of violence in our community. Uh, so when I saw that video, it struck a chord just for different reasons. You know, um, I saw a large group of people from our community showing support for him and his return. Um, so me being proud of that support and being proud of our community, you know, for doing that, does not mean I uh, endorse or celebrate some of the things that were being done or being said. Like in my community, you know, we just lost one of our icons and one of my neighborhood heroes in takeoff from issues that I think stem from representations of, you know, violence in our communities. So my instincts when I saw that was, I didn't notice which group it was. I just noticed the support and that's what I commented on. And I reemphasize, I, I don't, I don't think that, you know, everything that is said or being done is something that I endorse or represent. But in the future, you know, when I'm a father, I'm not, I'm not yet. I would like, you know, my son or daughter to see more representations of uh, people of color, brown people and black people standing together on issues. Rather than seeing, you know, images of violence in our media, in our music, in our movies that we don't entirely promote or profit from. And uh, those are my thoughts. What the hell are you talking about? Is there some convoluted what, thoughts? What kind of idiotic word salad is that to excuse the fact that you were saying good things about a hate group? Just know that you were wrong. Say, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I screwed up. That's all you have to do. And that's all Kyrie had to do. All you have to do, like, even if your if you're excuses, I thought those were the cues, man. And... I didn't have my, my reading glasses on. I didn't know. Come on. Come on. This is And the BHI teachings, it doesn't take much research here. The BHI teachings are in large part based on the, the tract that was produced out of Tsarist Russia called the Protocols of the Elders of Zion that underpins so many of these anti-Semitic movements in one way or another. The black Hebrew Israelites believe they are the actual members of the 12 tribes of Israel. They read, they interpret the Bible in a way that says their population will be spread ac across the globe. And they've, re, they've, they've reassigned these identities of the 12 tribes of Israel. Mm-hmm. For example, like the tribe of Judah is American blacks. My tribe, the Levites, would, are, are now the Haitians. The tribe of Benjamin. Wait, you're Haitian? I am, according to them, I'm Haitian because I'm a Levite. Oh. I can trace my, my name back through generations. To Haiti. Through, apparently, according to this, I'm from Haiti. Because that's, that's when, when the diaspora began there. Uh, there. There's a lot more of this extremist ideology that is explicitly hateful and directed back toward the Jewish community, which they believe is illegitimate. One of my things that I, I really wish, and I, I think social media has played a, a little bit of a role in this, everyone who is punished is not a political prisoner. And sometimes we tend to treat people as if 
their political prisoners. That's what's going on here. Like what I think probably started off as flippantly saying free Britney or free Kyrie. Or I said free Javante earlier. Free Javante. Yeah. I think there are people who misinterpret that. Like this isn't Bobby Sills. Like like I'm getting I'm getting really tired of the deification of people who have not earned it. When someone who is facing consequences for something they say is then put on a level with Stephen Biko. Or Brittany Griner. Right. An actual political prisoner. This. It's so upsetting. And Jalen Brown's supposed to be one of these guys that knows. Clearly, he understands that there are a lot of issues that are affecting the black community in America. But he hasn't figured it out yet. And so he he ends up convoluting the conversation with other things that are serious and, and do deserve conversation about the black community and how it can be better. The problem is for everyone, like intersectionality, the idea of presenting oneself and being about like being about it, saying you're about it, being pro black as a black man, as a black athlete, and then finding ways to make sure that that doesn't make you anti other people. It can be done. It, it can absolutely be done without you stepping on other people and trying to put yourself ahead of. And that's what I mean. Like this is Kyrie Irving has been there. There are pockets in which it is dangerous where Kyrie Irving has been elevated as if, I mean, we dealt with the dude from New York who was talking about, oh, he's a free thinker. He's oh, like at WFAN, yeah, he's he's just sort of a, a harmless free spirit. He's not a serious person, and I get that he occasionally gives a throws a big word out there. He is not a serious person. He is not worthy of your deification. And I just, I really wish that people would stop doing this. Like this, this isn't, this isn't people fighting for their freedom of speech in the eighties and nineties in hip hop. This isn't that this is, this is, these are people that are trying to do harm and not seeing that they're trying to do harm and supporting it because, because maybe you think that the criticism is tinged with, anti-black sentiments. And I know that there are cases when, when that does feel like it's the case. This isn't it. He's not the guy. He's not the guy that you should be willing to die on that hill for. His, his position is not one that's defensible. And you shouldn't put yourself in, in the spotlight for this, for, for this stuff that is clearly filled with all sorts of anti-Semitic thoughts, feelings, agendas, and history. And it's more than that, that, that many leaders of this group do preach that, the, that only true descendants of the 12 tribes, blacks, Hispanics, and native Indians, as they say, will be allowed into heaven. They teach 
homophobic, transphobic stuff. They refer to the LGBTQ community as demonic and not loved by God. And the specific anti-Semitic beliefs of this group, and this is the group that Isaiah Thomas is is saying is is, is championing too. Isaiah Thomas was was in, in in full support, as was Jalen Brown. But, but they 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 say the Jews have no right to Israel. They say the Jews purposely in that Jews enslaved blacks to steal their identity, and the Jews are satanic imposters. That those are those are the people you're you're you, that you say. Oh, I did my reading glasses. You're casting I, I, in. I, with I thought those they were a fraternity. People. No, that if you, those just just know before you say, and if you screwed up, just say you screwed up. That's look. I not all of us can be as well rounded and as smart as we believe we are. I get that people are gonna make mistakes. It's nothing. A sincere I'm sorry helps a lot of things. And that's it. Hey, I, I got this wrong. I thought those were the cues. Those wasn't the cues. I'm not down with what those people say. I got that wrong. I'm sorry. That's it. That's all you got to do. So easy. And, and I, I might have missed the 847 says you guys missed a dog whistle in that Jalen Brown comment. He said that, he said media that we don't necessarily profit from. Well, that's that's right in lockstep. Yeah, with with Kanye and Kyrie. Yep, lockstep on who's if, controlling if, the media. If he said that, if, if that if that presumption is control of the media for nefarious satanic reasons to dominate the international banking industry, that's all based from the same tract, the same piece that came out of Tsarist Russia that was promoted in this country by Henry Ford, mm-hmm. who spent a lot of money making sure that thing was printed up and distributed and is still infecting discourse today, still. Dan, I'm just so tired. And I know that you are, too. And I know that, that how this is affecting you and, and your community. I'm just, I'm so tired of, of people that, that they want the adoration of deification. They don't want the responsibility of it. Do you want all the people to love you for your thoughts and your ideas? That means that you have to be open to the idea that you might get some stuff wrong. And we just, for some reason, we live in this place now where people can't just say, I'm wrong, I'm sorry. It's not that hard of a thing. There's always some explanation. There's always some sort of, well, I'm not wrong because of Abe. You're wrong. Just say you're wrong and and then hopefully understand why you're wrong and then make amends. But unless there is actual introspection, the apologies are worthless. And this, as you said, word salad that we're hearing from Jalen Brown is just, it's really disappointing. But wasn't Jalen Brown, wasn't he, is it? If if I get this wrong, I'll apologize to Jalen Brown. But wasn't he one of the people that was in that was a client of Donda Sports? Mm-hmm. Indeed. 
that's too many coincidences for me. Too many. And you, one would think that after that, and after what he had to do to explain divorcing himself from Donda Sports, that maybe, J- here's an idea, Jalen. Put down your phone for a little while. This, this, if this doesn't represent you, speak on the things that do represent you. Here's Jalen Brown's reasoning as to why he left the Kanye West company, right? The representation. Here's the quote. What would happen if I stayed? I work hard to be able to have a platform, and I have and use it to be a voice for the voiceless. So to potentially, maybe, have to sacrifice that platform, I don't think that would be the right decision. So I had to do what we have to do. Close quote. I mean, fully transparent there in his intentions. He left because he wanted to protect his image and not for the reasons why you believe someone should leave that company. Correct. And I'm I'm okay with you being honest about self-preservation if that's who you are. But then don't act like you are somehow like above it. All of it's whack, man. Like, it's just so disappointing and whack. And that was Dan Bernstein and Lawrence Holmes on The Score this past week. That's it for this week's edition of Score Values. If there's a topic you'd like to hear about on a future edition of our show, or if you'd like to share information about an upcoming charitable event, send us an email at scorevalues670 at gmail.com. That's scorevalues670 at gmail.com. I'm Adam Staczynski. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of Score Values on 670 The Score.